It's Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row in Arizona, brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. Butker's kick is up, the spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! Attention, air traffic control, a flock of eagles is heading to Arizona. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And just like that, we're here kicking off hour number three of the show. <laughs> hour number three already. Woo. Man, you want to talk about going by quick, fast, and hurry. That's exactly what it has done. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Live from Radio Row here in the Phoenix Convention Center, Phoenix, Arizona. We'll be headed back to uh, Las Vegas as soon as the show gets wrapped up and we're able to take all our equipment and put it up and take all our banners and signage down. Be ready to roll back to Las Vegas. We were talking about Derek Carr. We were talking about the quarterback position in the last hour to close things out. Got this little note from uh, NFL Trade Rumors. Demario Davis, Saints linebacker, would like to see the Raiders' Derek Carr join him in New Orleans. He said, Derek Carr is a great friend of mine, so any chance you get a chance, any chance you get a chance to play with somebody that you know personally off the field is, you don't want to pass on those opportunities because you don't always get them. He even said, that he's a game-changing quarterback. He said he's definitely a game-changing quarterback, can come in and make our locker room better. The one thing I know about our organization is they're going to do whatever they feel like is best to put us in the best position to win, and so I trust them with that decision. So uh, that's from Demario Davis, who is a linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Earlier today, myself and Demond had an opportunity to catch up with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, and, of course, we got into some conversation about Derek Carr, the Raiders in the quarterback position, but here's that conversation. We're back here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We're on Radio Row. It's the Phoenix Convention Center. Demond Cotton, your boy Q, and joined right now from Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And, Mike, how you doing this afternoon? Pretty busy here on the row, huh? Doing great. It's energizing. It's fascinating. It's fun. And as I told you guys before the air, although with different language, I'm still amazed <laughs> by the fact that anyone gives a crap about what I have to say about anything. So I always say yes when someone wants to talk to me. We all care. A lot of folks care. And uh, the NFL is such a monster, as you know. And Pro Football Talk, you guys do a fantastic job. Uh, actually, my really good friend is Shereen Williams, who you know works there with you as well. She's fantastic and a Hall of Famer. So, so you know, uh, you guys have a great, a great company there, a great product that you guys are putting out. Shereen's and, awesome. Shereen yeah. is so good at what she does and she is so influential she votes on the hall of fame she votes on the awards the ap awards that were handed out last night she's one of the not very many voters for the super bowl mvp award i mean she really is respected by everyone despite the fact that she works with me (laughs) well i'll tell you don't don't sell yourself short you do a fantastic job uh all you guys do a great job but uh speaking of those honors and the awards and the hall of fame class that was uh, revealed what did you think about the overall class well i think 10 is too many the hall of fame Mm -hmm. 10 is too many the awards were kind of what i expected to be but for the hall of fame This is something Deion Sanders said months ago, and I was reminded of it when Tom Brady retired. There should be an upper room to the Hall of Fame. And Deion talked about this the other day with Peter King. And Deion is very passionate about it. He's very persuasive about it. He thinks that the Hall of Famers should decide who should be in the upper room because they know. They know who belongs. And I think we need to have the conversation of a special select area of the best of the best, the all-time greats, Deion Sanders, Jim Brown. They've now named the rushing title right. after Jim Brown. That was Brown. cool. You know, there's a list of 
10 to 20 that we could all come up with pretty clearly. And that's really what it comes down to. If there's any debate at all, shouldn't be in. If right. there's any reasonable there's always going to be some hater out there that right. says, oh, yeah, Tom Brady sucks. But, <laughs> but a reasonable debate, if there's a reasonable debate, then that person isn't one of the all-time greats. And like Dion said, it's for the players to figure it out. I agree. Mike Florio is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Let's say Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, I, w- I want to just talk about that a little bit more because to me, it's either are they a Hall of Famer or not? What's up with first ballot or second ballot? It's either as soon as that player retires, are they good enough to be a Hall of Famer? There should be no way. Here's the problem. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is a museum. It's a business. Yeah. It's in Canton, Ohio. Canton's only relevance to the world. All due respect. Look, I live in West Virginia. This isn't a slap on Canton. Canton doesn't have an NFL team. Right. Canton isn't a destination city. People aren't booking their reservations to go to Canton for their vacations. Just like they, you know, well, although people do come to places in West Virginia for their vacations. But Canton stands out because of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's one weekend a year yeah. where Canton is the epicenter of the NFL. Everybody goes there. Mm-hmm. So you can't have one guy. You can't have no guys like baseball does from time to time. Right. You gotta have ten. You gotta have many. You gotta have maximum people filling the hotels and the restaurants and lining the parade route and going to the game and going to the uh, enshrinement ceremony. So that's what that's what Dion says. You got a quota. Quota's not the way to do it. The best of the best should be in. And the problem is once you relax the standard, then you get too many in. And I don't mean any disrespect to the people who are in. I just feel like the bar's too low. So fine, keep the bar low, but then let's have a second area for the best of the best. Right, right. And, uh, the, and the guys where it's just mic drop. Like like when Tom Brady's up for the Hall of Fame and they do this, the selection yeah. process. Whoever is presenting him, I give you Tom Brady. Boom. That's it. You don't need to say anything. Those are the ones who should be in. And if that's not the bar for the Hall of Fame, that's the bar for the upper room. I agree, 100%. Again, Mike Florio is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Now, we're in Vegas. We're Radio Nation Radio, so you know that this is a busy offseason for the Silver and Black. Derek Carr, there's a decision that's got to be made on him in the next couple days. Uh, What direction, what do you think that the Raiders do, especially with the Carr situation as he's still currently on the roster? I think he's going to be cut by 3.59 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. Because if he's on the roster after that, the close of business on Valentine's Day, he will necessarily be on the roster the next day, and that's when the $40.4 million in guaranteed salary this year and part of next year vests. I don't think he's getting traded. I think they should have, at a minimum, allowed him at the end of the regular season to go to any team he wanted, maximize his opportunity to meet, to negotiate, to understand. But here's the problem. And I've been saying this from the get-go. The moment they put him in bubble wrap, this guy's getting released. Yeah. The moment they benched him for the last two regular season games, they don't want him to get injured because if he gets injured, they can't cut him without owing him the money. Any team that would pick up his contract at $40.4 million guaranteed and also give the Raiders something of value, if he's a free agent and they don't have to give the Raiders anything, mm-hmm. then they'd pay him more money. Right. His best bet is to do, even though Deshaun Watson wasn't a free agent, the idea is you get to a spot where you say, okay, here we go. Who's, who's coming to the table? Mm-hmm. Four teams come to the table. And then you do your magic. You work them against each other. It's what Deshaun Watson's agency did very well last year. Work them against each other. You kick the Browns to the side after they've pissed off Baker Mayfield yeah. and alienated him, and now they've got to get a quarterback. <laughs> and they come back in with that five-year fully guaranteed deal. Not that Derek Carr is going to get that, but right. I think that's how it needs to play out. He gets cut, and then he's got a head start by a month over all of the other free agents because he's free once mm-hmm. he's cut. And he can maximize his, his money 
and he can pick his destination. I think that's how it's going to play out. I'll be shocked if he gets traded. He should never agree to a trade. He should say, cut me or pay me, because they're not going to pay him. The moment they benched him, it's clear they're not going to pay him. Absolutely right. I agree 100% with that. And, you know, I know that they've been visiting, or he's been visiting with the Saints, and so they're talking about trade compensation. They're at the same parameters, but... No reason to do it. No reason for the Saints to trade for him. Unless they think there's going to be such a crush from others mm -hmm. that they're going to have to pay more than they want to pay. But even then, for him, if he knows that's the case, why am I agreeing to a trade? Right. Let me be a free agent. Let me go on my tour. Let me take a couple of weeks and make a good decision. Go meet with every coach. Meet with every GM. Meet with every owner and make sure I'm picking a good destination for me because he's the one who's going to be blamed for the failure of the team for the last nine years. Yep. So now I want to go to a place where I can be successful, so I need to make sure success is around me. Something I want to talk to you about is going to be the next quarterback for the Raiders. Who do you think that's going to be? Because we hear all the talk about Aaron Rodgers, but it's just so up in the air. Will he? Won't he? He might come out of this darkness retreat and then say, I'm hanging him up. The whole darkness. <laughs> I'm over. I'm over this. Look, I, I, I'm sorry, but. Go for it. Grown-ass people make decisions all the time without having to go lock themselves in the hole for right. four days. Right. I, and there's so much I want to know about being locked in darkness for four days. Like, how do you go to the bathroom when you're locked in darkness for four days? Do you just reach for right. the curved seat? How do you eat? Sounds like what solitary confinement to what me. What do you do? <laughs> he said there's a hole for four food. days. Okay, good. Well, they, yeah, yeah. Open the door and slide it in and slam it shut. Sounds just like, like you are in solitary confinement. <laughs> right. I, I'd like to think that a grown evolved human being can make decisions about his future without having to do that and it just makes it more of a spectacle it's more mm -hmm. about me 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 look at me look at me i took ayahuasca i'm in solitary confinement i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm on a vision quest who knows whatever it's going to be next for him but i think at the end of the day he's got to decide does he want 60 million to play one more year of football or not okay fine if he does and he should do i want to play for the packers or somebody else mm -hmm. and i I think he's reluctant to go start fresh because I think he's a creature of habit. He likes to have his teammates. I'm sure he likes to be in the same place. He likes right. to have familiarity as much as possible. If he's ready to, to basically jump, do the Raiders make sense? I, I'm, I'm not sure that Aaron Rodgers and Josh McDaniels will fit. Because okay. I think McDaniels has that Bill Belichick style. He's going to coach you hard. He's going to call you out. I don't know that Rodgers is going to want that. I think Rodgers is used to having people tiptoe around the delicate genius, mm -hmm. not be coached aggressively and embarrassed in front of teammates. And the other side of it, too, if you're the Raiders, what do you give up for a guy if you think he may only play one more year? That's the big question. Or what if he could just change his mind? What, right. what if you trade for the guy and he decides after the offseason program, you know what, my heart's really not in this. I went back to solitary confinement <laughs> for a refresher. And I decided it's just time to walk away. Yeah. What, what do you do? So there's just too many questions, too much risk. And if the Packers want a lot for him, you remember what the Packers got for Favre 15 years ago? I do not. Fourth round pick. Wow, okay. So if they're looking at first round, multiple first round, right. and you got a guy that's got one more year left in him, I just think it's too many threads to have come together. And I think the Raiders are, be, are better served by getting somebody who's going to be there more than a year or two at the most. So do they go in the rookie role? And, and maybe if they fall in love with one of these top three, because I think that's what it is, the top three in this upcoming draft, do you have to make a move? You're sitting at seven. Yeah, you got to be sure it's somebody who's going to come in and run the offense the way Josh McDaniels wants to run it. Is he going to look for somebody that he already knows? Is he going to try to trade for Mac Jones? Right. Is he going to try to sign Baker Mayfield? You know, this is something that came out a few years ago, 2018 draft. Mm. McDaniels had a private workout with Baker Mayfield just before the draft. And Mayfield didn't want to do it because he's like, 
dude, you guys are I remember far that. lower. I, okay, than, I remember than, that now. Yeah, and then I'm going to be. And and who had the best seat in the house for the ultimate Baker Mayfield moment in 2022? That Thursday night game down 16 to three. Josh McDaniels is standing there watching him do it to his team on two days of preparation. I've been keeping an eye on Baker Mayfield this whole time, and wow. it won't surprise me if he's on that depth chart. And it may not be that he comes in as the starter. Right. It may not be that he gets 25, 30 million. But you sign him to a reasonable deal, and you bring him in, and you finally put these two guys together and, and let Josh McDaniels, because we've seen Mayfield play well in 2018. Mm-hmm. He played well in 2020. And it all fell apart for him in 21 because he had to go make a tackle after a turnover, which he shouldn't have done, messed up his shoulder, and he was impaired the rest of the way. And I think he was a, he was a pain in the ass for the Browns behind the scenes, and they just decided enough. If McDaniels can manage his personality, he did a good job last year. Not, I think he's kind of matured and learned that it hurts him to be that vocal and to be kind of a, just as I said earlier, a pain in the ass. I think he's gotten past that. If he can do that in, in Las Vegas, I, I think that that could be a guy to keep an eye on. That's interesting. Yeah, so is there a couple <laughs> more? Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> That's a good nugget there. That's We've good been nugget talking about Jimmy G. Oh, man, Aaron Rodgers. I, I didn't out, think about He's another one, he's another one with, with experience with Josh McDaniels. Now, you can't trust him to stay healthy. That's, my, that's exactly why I'm out on but, him. But how many quarterbacks can you really trust to stay healthy? I, I, you know what? There's, if we started making a list, there'd be more than we realize. But with Jimmy G, he's a guy where it's always something. He puts himself in a position where he doesn't get rid of the ball fast enough mm-hmm. or he tries to – remember what happened at Arrowhead Stadium in 2018? He's running to the sideline, yeah. decides he's going to drop mm-hmm. a shoulder right. and tears his ACL. Yep. You can't have that if you want a guy who's going to be available every week. Yep. Something that someone to ask you about, the head coaching vacancies. There's still a couple out there. What are you hearing about who could be getting those coaching jobs? And also we know that Sean Payton's off the table. And what do you think about that move for Denver? Well, I think it's great for Denver – to get a proven coach, a guy who's won a Super Bowl, and a guy who pays very careful attention to detail. Mm-hmm. He's always working, always searching for the play that will work against a given defense in a given situation. He told a great story on our show today, PFT Live. I won't bore you with the details, but if anybody wants to check it out and understand what kind of coach they're going to have in Denver, listen to his interview where he explains a story from a few years back where he found a play. Just that extra searching, that extra mm-hmm. time. You find something that you know is going to work, and it does. That's what he brings to the table. Great leadership, accountability. He's going to push Russell Wilson. Whatever Russell Wilson is right now, the absolute best of Russell Wilson we're going to see from Sean Payton. These other two vacancies, the Cardinals and the Colts, I think at this point, you know, we used to see coaches get hired based on the regular season, coordinators yeah. who are ready to elevate. Right. We're so close to the Super Bowl now. I think one or two of these coordinators are going to become hot based upon what we see on Sunday. You know, we see players at the college level get hot based upon a great performance in a bowl game. I think that, you know, for example, if the Chiefs have a great offensive day, I think Eric Bieniemy. I still think he's always been in play in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. But let's say the Eagles have a great defensive day. They shut down Patrick Mahomes. Jonathan Gannon maybe right. becomes a candidate for the Cardinals job. I just think that we're so close to it now that what happens on Sunday could be a factor in how these last two jobs shake out. But it is weird to have two jobs still available and and know that there isn't, like last year, the Vikings were waiting for Kevin O'Connell. Right. We know there isn't somebody penciled in to take one of those jobs. So final question for you, Sunday. You know, Chiefs, Eagles, how are you leaning? Where are you, what are you feeling? Chiefs are the – well, let me try that again. Eagles are the better team, but Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, 27-24. I just think that if Mahomes can be anything like Mahomes usually is mm-hmm. – 
They're not going to be beaten because he's determined to get to number two. He wants to chase Brady, and you can't even begin the chase until you get to number two. That's big facts right there. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. What do you, got, what do you guys got coming up on, on PFT Live as you are mentioning? Well, we were here all week. We're done for the, the week. All our interviews are on tape. We actually would be live right now. Nice. But uh, we're shutting it down. Chris will head home. I'm going to do the show Monday morning from somewhere here in Phoenix. I'm not sure where. Wherever the car takes me, we'll have a full breakdown of the game, and we'll keep going all off season, no days off, except when we take a day off. We do sometimes. <laughs> when the news slows down. But right. when does the news ever slow yeah. down? It never does. No, until the NFL like is great. A couple of weeks in June, a couple yeah. of weeks in July, and then we start it all over again. Everybody's zero and zero. Everybody has hope to get to the playoffs, and yep. we know you get to the playoffs, you got a chance to, to run the table. Well, if we don't see you before, we'll see you in Vegas next year. All right, looking forward to Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. Mike, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Mike Florio, conversation myself and DeMond had with him earlier today from Pro Football Talk. Of course, you can hit him up on Twitter if you want, at Pro Football Talk. But uh, lots, lots of good nuggets I think he uh, unpacked there in that conversation. It was good to catch up with him. And there's so many different outlets to talk NFL. And whatever your flavor is, has been here and represented this week. Speaking of being here and represented, how about the diesel? Big Shaq Diesel just walked through here. And uh, everyone who's still left basically lost their mind, including myself. I said, okay, okay, Shaq, I see you. So maybe, maybe there's a chance we can hustle them up and get them on the show in the next, I don't know, 30 or so minutes. We'll try. I can't guarantee anything. There's about three or four different people that we're working on right now. So we're definitely not going to have enough time to get everybody on. But uh, it's pretty cool to see Shaq uh, just come walking through here and see uh, how he's larger than life in well, many different ways uh, that that's the big Shaq Diesel here on Radio Row as well. 419 is the time when we come back. Akbar, Baja, Mia, Biamila. I'm going to get it right one of these days. Akbar, Baja, Biamila. There you go. I'm leaning into it. Why you shake your head at me, Jerry? Wait, hold on, man. Why you, you can't shake your head at me. You can't. You can't. You're the professional. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he no. literally at the end gave you. All right, you know what? I'm not gonna. You know why he gave it to me though? You know, but he said he said you can't read it. You just gotta uh, you gotta take it to memory. So I'm gonna take it to memory, and you'll hear that conversation next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Yeah, it's starting to become official. You can tell things are shutting down now. Sirius XM has started to take down everything that they got going on. They had a little, like a golf simulator. They've taken that thing down. The Pat McAfee show, the FanDuel little stage that they had, they're taking that down. <laughs> Slowly but surely, it's all coming down, which means it's all coming to a close. And by this time tomorrow, this place will be all back clean with nothing but carpet and whatever they have going on next will be already starting to set up. But uh, it is coming to a close. Our good friends from East Texas. Just uh, gave us daps and said, we'll see you next year in Vegas. So they're done. Have our friends here in Dallas a couple tables ahead of us still still hanging and banging. They got some show to do. Of course, our sister station ESPN Las Vegas, who's being held down by Adam Hill right now for Cofield and Company. He's still here. He's actually going to be on that first thing smoking with us on the way back to town. So we're all going to travel together. It's been a fun, fun week. really has. And cannot thank the people in the home studios enough for everything that they've done, including the press box. You know, Tyler Bischoff and Ed Graney, because we just sometimes we feed guests to to these guys, and they have no idea that's coming. All of a sudden they get an alert from one of us, me or all of us, and that's probably the worst. 
Like Jared's texting, DeMond's texting, and I'm calling. Hey, dude, this is up next. Uh, what are they pitching? Just, just roll with it. <laughs> like, have no kind of any, any kind of idea what's going on. But we just give, give them to them. Uh, the morning tailgate with uh, Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, and Vinny Bonsignor. We did that multiple times today. I think we hit at the what the nine o'clock hour. Demond, we hit mm-hmm. him with about four in a row. Yeah, just like boom, 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 boom. Here, here you go. Force feed, force feed. But it was good stuff. It wasn't like it was any BS. It was good stuff. So that's the beauty of it. You just, I mean, you don't know. Sometimes it just happens here on Radio Row, and when it does, you just got to roll with it. So rolling is what we're doing, and we're having a good time. Speaking of having a good time, uh, this young man I always have a good time having a conversation with him. Talk to him last year when we were in LA for Radio Row. Uh, and we were doing this uh, little, you know, little table-to-table type thing. But I believe I had him on the phone. I don't even think that he was here in person. But I was able to talk to him on the phone. And that's former Raider linebacker, Akbar Baja Biamila. i got to say it very slow so I can get it right. But you'll hear why after you hear this conversation. Here it is right here. Back here on Radio Row, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q here and joined by a former Raider, Akbar Gabia. Gabiamila, how do I always say your name wrong? Bajabiamila, because you know what it I is? I always say it wrong. When, when you look at it, if you commit it to memory, but when you look <laughs> at it, it will mess you up because you start looking at all the letters, you like, so you can't pronounce, you got to commit it to memory. Got to commit it to memory. <laughs> yeah, Bajabiamila, but you're good. I, I promise you, I do that every single time yeah. because I do exactly what you said. I yeah. look at it. Yeah, you look at and, it. And when you look at it, it is a wrap. Yeah, you know, there's a funny little uh, thing that happened to me when I was on Ninja Warrior. And they put my name, like, hey, hello, I'm, and I'm Akbar, and I saw, and because <laughs> when you're reading teleprompter, right. you're used to reading, right? right? And so I'm reading, I'm like, yo, that's my name. And my buddy Matt Eisman, he looks at me, he's like, really? Like, you're going to mess up your whole last name? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But it made me empathize for people when they have to read my name. Right, I was like, right. oh, I, I get now why you would mess up. So my, my goal now for 2023 is to commit it to memory. Okay. And so then we're going to link up again next year, and it's going to be like, Akbar, you, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's going to be all good, and I will have no issues. All right, cool, That's, cool. And, and it's going to be in Las Vegas. Exactly. How yep. exciting is that going to be? That's going to be really fun. So I made a promise, and I'm hoping to God to keep this promise, uh, but to take my son. My son wanted to come to this Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. But uh, my goal would be to get my son to see his first Super Bowl right. at Allegiant Stadium, where, of course, his dad didn't play, but I played for the Raiders. Right. Um, and how cool would that be to, for the Raiders to be in that oh, Super Bowl? Man. But, um, but yeah, so I, that, that's, uh, that's one that I'm hoping to see with my son for him to go to his first Super Bowl game. So for the Raiders to do that, they have a lot of work to do, obviously. Yeah, right? they do. You know, yeah. And obviously the biggest conversation is the quarterback yeah. position. We've been talking about it on Radio Row all week long. What do you think that they should do at the quarterback position? I, you know, personally, you know, I, I think you invest in what you have in Derek Carr. I, I haven't lost faith in Derek Carr, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I look at what he's done in his body of work. Um, especially when and I know it may not be a comfortable name to talk about, but I felt like Gruden, John Gruden, had him, you know, on a certain path. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought and you know saw John Gruden moving him his career in a certain way, and then obviously the unfortunate uh, unfortunate circumstances. I do believe in forgiveness, and I do believe that we, you know he should be forgiven, but that's another conversation. Um, but uh, man, I, I I don't know. I, I think I would call accountability for Josh McDaniels. You know, I right. mean, we saw you know what he did. In Denver, and you know it's not shaking out right now so far in his first year with the with the Raiders. But if they are going to move away from, it's hard to say Derek Carr. Right. I, 
you know, I know the popular name has been Aaron Rodgers, uh, but what are you going to get out of Aaron Rodgers? Three, four more years? Like, Max. is that it? Right. I mean, I think we make a mad push for Lamar Jackson. Wow. Okay. I think he fits the way the game is being played now. Mm. We've seen all of the competitive, you know, teams, you know, they have a different element to them. And yeah. so I think you get a, a Lamar Jackson – you get people around him that can support that. Then you, obviously, we have Devontae Adams. We have a dope running back. Can you imagine having a dope running back, a dope quarterback, right? And then we have that re- receiver already in Devontae Adams. So, Josh, Devontae, right. Lamar, come on now. <laughs> and then you have <laughs> to support that with, with quarterbacks. Look, I mean, you know, it feels like long are the days, you know, those days of Namdi Asamoah, dominating on the uh, the cornerback position. We haven't seen a dominant force like that in a while. No, you're for, right. For, for the Raiders in the cornerback position. So I think it's investing also in that cornerback position. That makes a big difference, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and then defensively, you know, they got Max Crosby. I'm, you know, up front. I look at that, and I'm okay with what we have up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can get some more edge rushers to make right. a difference. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if we can get the cornerbacks and the quarterback, right, right? right. come on. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that, that's pretty much it. But, you know, I, I don't have a – I don't have, like, I'm still, I'm still going to rock with Josh McDaniels because I'm a Raider fan, but I also need to let my, my feelings be known. Yeah, like, that, I want better from Josh McDaniels, you know what I mean? He I don't want, want better. Yeah, right. And I don't want what, what he did with the Broncos to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to see how it works. Like, we, we deserve better as the Raider Nation. We deserve right. better. And so – there is a reason why Al Davis has that that phrase, commitment to excellence. We got to be committed. To be committed to excellence um, means <laughs> you got to bring your A game. In fact, not even your A game. Josh McDaniels needs to bring the entire alphabet. Right, I agree, 100. percent You know, and that's that's something that Raider Nation talks about all the time. They call into the show. Yeah. It's been too long. It's been too long, yeah. and it has. But you know, it's the most passionate fan base there is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we care. We have an opinion. You know. Right. I mean, as a former player, as a fan. Um, you know, hell, I feel like I'm an ambassador too as the Raiders, you know, right. but it's like if I can't tell my kids that they're doing wrong, then I'm not, you know, like I'm not really a part of the family. So, right. you know, no love lost for Josh McDaniels, I mean, for, for McDaniels, for Coach McDaniels, but I'm like, we, we got to get better. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. And so, you know, it's funny you talked about Lamar Jackson and, and all these teams having extra weapons. The evolution of the game, and then you see what's happening on Sunday with uh, Patrick Mahomes going up against Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the game is evolving. The right. quarterback position is evolving. How how historic I, – I, I don't want to say historic. It seems like too big of a word. Mm. But it's still a big deal that these two guys are going up against each other yeah. on Sunday. No, it's, it is. I think it's, it is historic. It's – heck, it's Black History Month. And true. you're having two, That's true. You know, two black quarterbacks playing. I mean, it's to me, it's special. I think it's just – to me, it's worth the recognition, right? Mm-hmm. When we see people and we know it's their birthdays, we give them their love. We give them that, you know, we, we celebrate it, right? right? It's a moment, right? You, you, you're an age that you had never been before. Right. And so we're in an age that we've never been before where we get to see two black quarterbacks. I think we also, too, you know, recognize that the NFL has made some grounds. Like, I mean, there's a lot that the NFL can continue to do better at, mm-hmm. but we also have to give the love. Like, man, the NFL is moving the needles. There's been a lot of social injustice, but there's been a lot of, you know, things that, you know, we've seen 
changed over yeah. the years. And so I think the NFL uh, is moving the needle for sure. I'm looking forward to this game on Sunday. I mean, yeah, I really I am. This, too. I think this is going to be very, very entertaining. But something else is entertaining is everything that you got going on. I mean, you we talked last year around this time, and you were just telling me that I'm working, working, working. If I ain't working, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> and you're grinding. I mean, CBS, American Ninja Warrior, NBC. I mean, you're doing just about everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, God has been good, man. I, I, I can't deny that, man, you know, to have the opportunity, getting ready to go my 11th year. Wow. Um, hosting American Ninja Warrior, then to be on the talk, and then now to be able to have an opportunity to host Fight to Survive, um, you know, as a solo host on Roku has been great. And then my great partnership with Experian, you know, um, you know, this has been one that's been a long relationship and, you know, so many people think of Experian as just, you know, oh, my credit score, my, you know, right, as a right, credit right, bureau. Right, right, But Experian is more than just that. Experian mm -hmm. is really out to help people save money because you know this. We are in some crazy times right now with inflation at a forty percent, you know, at a forty-year high. Yeah, it has just been ridiculous. I mean, just to be able to find areas to save money because everything costs so much. Right. Well, with Experian, they have some cool features, especially with uh, Experian Boost, where it allows you to boost your credit score just by self-reporting your streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, okay. uh, Disney Plus. You self-report that, and it allows you to boost your credit score. Wow. And the other way, and another tool that they have on the Experian app is the ability to be able to compare your insurance, your car insurance. Mm -hmm. And you can look at that and say, whoa, you can look at all the car insurance companies out there and have it in one place at the, on the Experian app, and you can see where you can save money. Like, oh, man, I'm paying way too much. Get this. 71% of people are paying way too much for their for their car insurance, so the Experian app that. allows you to save. So it's not just saving money by putting money yeah. under your under your mattress. Right. You, this is a holistic way of saving money. Right. I, I man, I have no doubt. When you talk about car insurance and all <laughs> yeah. that, man, I'm still salty in, in Nevada about the registration on cars. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Just yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Well, <laughs> come over to California. It gets so, stupider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Well, let them know again what what they can do, what anyone could do, like yeah. to, to do for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So go. Go to Experian.com. You can boost. Go to uh, Experian Boost to help boost your credit score. And then on top of that, if you're looking to save money, really just spend time in that Experian app, and it really gives you some amazing tools. You get to check your credit score. You get to boost your credit score. You get to have a comparative tool that allows you to be able to see how much you're paying, you know, in comparison to other car insurance companies. So it's a it's a 360 approach. Right. Absolutely. It's a good approach. It's yeah, a good approach. You. And definitely need to do it. All right, Akbar, do it one more time so I can. Commit to memory. Akbar Baja Biamila. Biamila. Baja Baja Biamila. Biamila. See, there you go. Commit you to it. memory. <laughs> all right. That's all I'm going to do. Right, you, man. You're on Radio Row. I appreciate you. All right, man. There he goes. Akbar Baja Biamila. Man, I got it down now. I can almost do it fast. <laughs> as Jared just pointed at me, still got some uh, more interviews to get to as we get ready to close down. We're getting down to the closing stretch here. We've got Taylor Bashadi from NFL Network, Hans Schroeder, uh, Executive Vice President and COO of NFL Media, and Kay Adams, uh, Up and Adams Show, a couple minutes with her. All that as we close things out, live from Radio Row. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. 20 minutes to go. Excuse me. 18 minutes left to go in today's show. 18 minutes left to go in the week. 
18 minutes left to go before we start to pack up and head back to Las Vegas. We thank Subaru of Las Vegas off the 215 for helping us get here. Spearman Rhino, appreciate them. All the fine folks that have been doing yeoman's work in the back studios, the home studios, behind the scenes to make everything work and dealing with uh, our shenanigans here. And please believe we've had plenty of them from, uh, you know, taking one unit off of one table to another table to recording an interview to emailing an interview to all kind of stuff that we've got going on. And it's basically a rat race out here. So uh, a lot of times the folks in the home studios don't really actually know what we're doing. <laughs> and they are just left to kind of have to figure it out. But I've uh, been doing a fantastic job. And, and Lindsay, who's uh, holding it down for us today in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, A1. A1 job to the point where she's telling me all the times on these interviews, like, okay, Q, you have the time to do this, you have the time to do that, and you have the time to do other, but not other, other. <laughs> so there's that. So we're going to continue to keep the party rolling. Taylor Bashadi, NFL Network. We had an opportunity to catch up with her just a little while ago. Matter of fact, right before the show got started, here's that conversation. Back here on Radio Row, it's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q here, joined by NFL Network's Taylor Bashadi. How you doing today? I am doing well. How are you? Fantastic. How has Radio Row been treating Oof. you on this Friday? Oh, my gosh. Well, this is my, actually my first day here. It is a little overwhelming, as always, at first. Just so many people, so much energy, so much stimulation, but I'm glad to be here with you. Absolutely, and we're glad to have you. And, and it's fun to be here, right? It's fun it to is. be here in the convention center, be able to see all the media members, see all the players, and also know that there's a big game coming up on Sunday. How there excited are you? about this game. game oh my gosh it's gonna be such a good game it's, yeah it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it i think that it's an interesting one because the eagles are in my opinion just the better team top mm -hmm. to bottom right they're healthier they're better they've got more talent on the team that team right now i also think that they're going up against superman and patrick mahomes right. and andy reed who other than bill belichick has so much experience mm -hmm. in these games He's he's Playoffs, he's Super that Bowl. guy, right? He's that guy. Yeah. He's that good that he you see his record after a bye or after a loss mm -hmm. and it's like <laughs> he doesn't make the same mistake twice. Right. He's gonna nip whatever issue they had in the bud. Whether they're going up against a harder team or not, he wins. He finds a way to win, and that's what I think is gonna be really the X factor in this game is that experience that Mahomes mm -hmm. and and Andy Reid bring to the table. And it's something that, I mean, we're in Vegas. We, we cover the Raiders. They see them twice a year, so they know, you yeah. know, firsthand. Anytime yeah. you go up and down the schedule and you say, oh, Kansas City has a bye and then you have to play them, oh, it's a loss. Yeah. It's a loss. Yeah. It's just that – it's just almost automatic. They're that yeah. good, you know. They are. So that's, that's, that's incredible. But what do you just think of just the quarterback matchup in general? You know, Jalen Hurts and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes going up against each other, and this has never been done before. Yeah. Um, I mean – it's surprising to me that it's never been done before. Right. It's about it's about damn time. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, I really love Jalen Hurts' story, though. I mm -hmm. think that what he did this year, talk about finding a way to block out the noise and fo stay focused. Mm -hmm. Philly's not an easy town to play in. Right. Philly's not an easy town to really, like, get your legs beneath you. Mm -hmm. They expect you to be ready. And there was a lot of question marks surrounding Jalen Hurts before this season. People right. are saying, is he the guy? Yeah. Can he be that guy? Well, he has locked out all that noise, all those question marks, stay focused, worked hard, such as a stand-up, like, quality person, mm -hmm. too. And he's he's taking him here. He's in the conversation for MVP. Well, and his his team follows him, right? You can see the leadership, oh, yeah. and they just they follow him, and, and they're, they're buying into what he's selling, and it's not even a sell. It's just that's just who he is. It's, it's who he is. And right. The relationship that he has, like you said, with the, with the players, it's so genuine, it's so authentic. 
Um, and it also, I kind of love AJ Brown getting into this mix. Being, yeah. Like he had a little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, well, you know, why, why did Tennessee kick me out? Well, guess what? Now he's in the Super Bowl. So right. when one door opens, another door op- closes, or one door closes, another door opens. And it's a really, it's a team that is going to be good for a long time. And just to give them one more, like, like pat on the back, I loved how they had really one bad game against the Commanders. They mm-hmm. saw what issues they had. Right. Immediately nipped it in the bud by going out there, getting Limbaugh Joseph, mm-hmm. you know, do, fixing those small. Yeah. Kind of like holes on their team. Right. And it's going to be a great game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anticipating it being a great game. Philadelphia, that defense, that run game. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. I mean, you don't you don't really have to say anything like else, right? Like, what ankle sprain? You know, right. like five days, six days later, I'm like, where is it? Right, right. And now he has a couple weeks to rest? Oh, God. Anything's possible. Right. He's going to be about as close to 100% as possible, Travis right? Travis Kelsey, like, then he had, like, back issues and then yep. what back issues? Right. I didn't see I didn't see any. Right. It's it's just it's just who they are, right? It's those those are. are the kind of guys that they have on the roster where that's, that's minor to them they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make sure that they're right where they need to be for game time and, yeah. and this is this is the biggest stage of all again taylor bashadi in the nfl network is our guest here on radio nation radio 920 on SA roughness how about vegas next year we'll be doing all this in vegas can you imagine how oh big that's gosh. gonna be if i'm overwhelmed now <laughs> i'm gonna need a few weeks to just mentally prepare for this right yeah we're all are we all are we're literally I, I keep telling my guys like as soon as we get off the air tonight we're on the clock I mean, yeah. it's it's literally it's almost like the draft. We're on the clock, you yeah. know, and so it's it's I'm, gonna be fun. Yes, it's it, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> prepare I always yourself. Tell everyone, they're like, oh my gosh, SoFi, SoFi is amazing. Don't get me wrong, right. it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's right across from our um, NFL Network studios. Yeah, I spend a lot of time there, especially even on like Sundays, mm-hmm. Chargers and Rams home stadium. But there's, I don't think I've ever been to a better stadium than Allegiant. Isn't it's it just awesome? Such an incredible. Fun, mm-hmm. loud, energetic atmosphere. I love how they have like the little on the bench behind the bench. They have like oh. that like club area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of similar to how the 49ers do it, mm-hmm. but but if it's in Vegas, but it's, it's going to be it's on a bigger, whole other level. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the the wind club. It's, it's done it's, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It really is. And then there's a concert at halftime. Oh my I mean. gosh! <laughs> I mean, I feel like I get it's too. Like a concert, a show, it would be like the Rihanna show, two for the price of one. If right, we were going right. To, Which, to Super matter Bowl. of fact, you were at a, a couple at Allegiant. I don't remember who performed at halftime, but there's a couple that I, I start watching and I'm like, oh man, I can't, you know, I can't go get some food right now because I have to so see. Like T Pain was one that was uh, an awesome one. Uh, Lil John was awesome. Uh, who else? There were they just have so many great ones, right? It's great. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in Vegas, so <laughs> probably not that hard to get. Great performers. No, 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 not at all. What did you think about uh, the Pro Bowl and everything that they had, the way that they changed it up and kind of made it more family-friendly? I liked it. I liked it. Look, I think that the Pro Bowl is all about getting those guys, like getting to see those personalities of the players. Mm -hmm. You want like a behind-the-scenes, inside look into what it's actually like to be out there, and I think you kind of got that this year. Yeah. Um, I think it was fun. It it was. It was. It's not like your traditional game like it used to be, but – it's not really even about the game, right? That. Right, like, exactly. This is a, this is that's not the point of the Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl is now becoming a way that fans can see their favorite players mm-hmm. interacting with each other. Right. They all get along. Just having a good They're time. All friends. Yeah. Just like, having just a good come time. Hang out. Yep, exactly. Have a good time. Come to Vegas and have a good time. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. Right. I mean, that's 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 the ultimate right there. So, Taylor, what what do you all got going on today or this weekend? I know you guys are going to be busy. Yeah. Well, so I 
uh, did NFL honors backstage last night with the winners. Wow. Which that was really How fun. cool was that? Yeah, it's really, you know? I mean, NFL honors just continues to grow and get bigger and bigger. Mm. I love it. I think it's such a great award show. It's, you know, they're now bringing the Hall of Fame and, yeah. you know, it's just, it encompasses the entire season. Mm-hmm. And I wish Patrick Mahomes was there last night for his MVP right. acceptance speech. And I understand why he wasn't, but I, I, I think it's a great, great, great award show, great event. Well, Josh Jacobs, he won the first yeah. Jim Brown Award. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, we knew that he was going to win it because he led the league in rushing, but for that to be the inaugural Jim Brown Award, I think that's even more special. It is. You it's know, really and he had a hell of a season. Clarkson knocked it out of the park, right. by the way, too. I was not expecting that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's an interesting choice. Oh, yeah. my God. I think it might have been one of my favorite hosts, like her right. and Keegan-Michael Key, like uh, two of my favorite shows, so – Kudos to her. She crushed it. <laughs> she First did. female to do it, too. So That's, I mean, again, it's just, and that's, I think the NFL does a good job of that, how they've brought yeah. in so many different people from different backgrounds and just even kids, like the Nickelodeon slimes yeah. thing, thing is over here. So it's just everyone could be involved in this game. I think that's what, that's what makes sports so incredible. Yeah. You know, it brings so many people together that normally don't have that much in common. Right. And then once you all come together and you, like, unify, you realize that there really aren't that many. We're all pretty we're all pretty similar. Right, right. There aren't really that many big differences no. between us. We all like the same things. <laughs> we really do. We like yeah. good football. We like good sports. We like to have fun. Yeah. Right? That's that's exactly what we do. Well, I got to ask you before I let you go, what do you what what do you have coming up that you're like super pumped up about? Like what what is that that thing that you're about to do? So this is actually my last like I had Radio Row yeah. and then I am doing some other things not for NFL Network this week. I'm Doing the Rolling Stone party tonight, doing some of the red carpet. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> That's pretty stinking cool. It is cool. <laughs> and then Sunday, I am not working on Sunday, so I am going to be able to go to the game as a fan. Wow. So I, That's special. I'm excited. I'm also very excited to get some sleep tonight. I, I know that's right. We are. <laughs> I've been running on fumes. Man, but. I'm telling you, I've been telling my guys, as soon as we're done, we're packing up everything, getting it in the car, driving back to Vegas, yeah. and I'm laying in my own bed tonight. I know. Oh, my gosh. How nice. I'm so happy. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. We're so lucky to do this. Exactly. So. Well, Taylor, you do a fantastic job. You and everyone at NFL Network, we always appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. There she goes, Taylor Bishotti right there from uh, NFL Network. She's been all over this spot, all over this compound. And, Taman, you're seeing it now. It's really starting to thin out, huh? Oh, yeah. There's literally no one in here. It's us. Jared lost Pat McAfee, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Like I said, he passed on Mina Kimes. He lost Pat McAfee. Hey, Sheena. Yeah, we're going to have It's all good. How you doing? <laughs> Sheena Quick in the building. If you want to come on. <laughs> we have about, I don't know, about seven more minutes left on the air, and then it's a wrap. Huh? Yeah. Come on, come on. Look, <laughs> Sheena said, oh, I could be on the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll close out with uh, Sheena Quick, who's going to make her way quickly over here because we only have a couple minutes left. So, see, that's how it happens. Lindsay, we had a plan. <laughs> We'll just have to save Kay Adams for uh, Monday, <laughs> something like that. But it's all good. Here comes Sheena. Sheena's been on our show multiple times. She actually covers the Carolina Panthers. And no, I and I, I actually you're fine. <laughs> I actually wanted to. I, I was. I'm glad that we get this opportunity. Yeah, take your time. You're good. Don't trip. We're good. We're the last of the Mohicans here. There ain't nobody else hanging out. How you doing? Hello. I felt bad. Uh, we first because we we know each other through you know Twitter and being uh-huh, on the show. So uh-huh. Sheena's coming walking down the street when we're leaving Radio <laughs> Row, and she's got this box in her hand. Huge box. A huge box. And I was like, Hey, huge. Sheena, how you doing? I'm Q. And I started talking to her. And I was like, Oh dang, she got a heavy box in her hand. And I'm like, 
Stopping her. Yeah. No, I think he was like, I'm out. My, my Uber's I, here. I thought he, I thought he was going to offer it. But then me he being selfish, too, I was like, but if he, takes, if he offers to take that box, that's going to slow us down. <laughs> so, look, look, look. Tell him about himself, Sheena. See, see, that's what. That's how y'all do in Raider Nation. What? <laughs> Yo, he's, well, the, he's the one who didn't offer, though. That's how y'all do in Raider Nation. See, I actually I did want to ask you a Raider Nation question, though, because Carolina okay. needs a, a quarterback. It ain't going to be David Carr. What about Derek? Derek? Carr. Gonna, look, <laughs> what about Derek? No more Carr brothers. Oh, that's right. That's right. David had his time there. He, and did. You know they were calling him the Mickey Mouse assassin because he wore the white gloves? Wow. They were pretty pissed. Uh, there was a report uh, that popped up that Derek Carr had a visit scheduled mm-hmm. with Carolina but canceled it, and that was actually not true. I confirmed it okay. with the league source, so a very, very close league source okay. who would definitely know. He was like, that's absolutely not true. So wishing you the best, Derek Carr, because he's a great person. Mm-hmm. Just He just doesn't need to be the quarterback in Carolina. <laughs> well, he's been visiting with the Saints. That's that division. So. I mean, do what you do the rest of the NFC South, but I right. think that the Panthers have run their course when it comes to retread quarterbacks. It's mm-hmm. time for something new. Right. You need to find your franchise quarterback. You need to stop putting a Band-Aid on a stab wound. Right. And um, I think that that's what they've seen a couple years uh, in the late, last couple of years, and I definitely think that Scott Fitter's future in Carolina may hinge really, really heavily mm-hmm. on them getting that right this draft this this upcoming draft well they got frank right now as the head coach they you know do. so they made that move so is there a quarterback in the top of the draft that you believe in or you think that they may believe in i think that if they stay put you see anthony richardson okay i i, I double down on that people have their critiques and their criticisms of it people also had their critiques of cam newton coming out it's and true. i think that of that draft of this draft class there are some very good very good athletes mm-hmm. there. You know, you have the Bryce Young, you have the right. C.J. Stroud, but I do think that Anthony Richardson is slept on. I think that he's very athletically gifted and in the right system, right. In the right under the right tutelage, he could be a great NFL quarterback. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm one of those that was like, yeah, he's but, He's a right? freak athlete. I know, and that's what scares me. <laughs> a freak, freak athletes have no ceiling. No, you're right, you're right, <laughs> but they've also got to have the right, like you said, coach, trainer, system, yeah, to, and, and to make I sure think, they're where they're supposed to be. But that brings us back to this weekend coming up yeah everybody's big on first Super Bowl between two black started quarterbacks but I think the biggest thing is, is that they're both considered dual threat quarterbacks and in the past that's not necessarily been a compliment right mm-hmm. you know people especially yeah. when it comes to dark I'm not gonna say dark skin but when it comes to black right quarterbacks um people are getting like oh yeah you're relying on your athleticism because you can't throw the ball or you can't go through your progressions you don't have the intellectual capacity mm-hmm. to play this position and i think that we're seeing a turning of the ties more so i'm gonna say more so in addition to it being the first super bowl between right. two black quarterbacks it might be the first between two dual threat or two categorized mm-hmm. dual threat <laughs> quarterbacks i think it's gonna be special i'm excited about it i really am yeah, do yeah. you do you have a gut feeling yet on who, who you think i get got this philly 27 24 okay okay you were in, weren't you in philly uh were you there for the the championship game now why he bringing up old stuff but what, i was what, i was, what, I, was <laughs> I was i wasn't philly for the nfc look, look, she put it on twitter she put was it on twitter, twitter. she wanted everybody to know <laughs> I was there. I was there. I, I was in the place. I was in the building. See? See how you doing? And it's funny because um, Carolina's not a – the franchise has not been along for a very long time. Right. So a lot of Car- North Carolinian um, football fans are Dallas Cowboys fans by nature because at that time that was America's team. That was uh, actually my introduction to football. Okay. My father, may he rest in peace, um, we used to watch the Cowboys together. Right. That's what we did. So we have one uncle who is the lone Philly Eagles fan, and he does not let me forget it. He happens to be my favorite uncle. 
So I was like, okay, I'll go to the game. There you go. There, it all, he's it all, my, he's okay. my favorite. It all ties together. It's all good. So what, what do you, as we're getting ready to get out of here, what, what do you have lined up? What you doing? I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I would love I think everyone nothing said that. more. Than to, I've been here since Monday morning. We've been here since Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Sleep. But, yeah, I would love nothing but to go to sleep because I just feel like the weekend is going to be jam-packed. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to Rihanna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to but I think it's going to be a really good game Me on too. Sunday. I think this is going to be probably one of the better Super Bowls that we've seen in, in recent history. I think so, too. These teams are, are – are both, both of them are great. Both of them have their strengths. I think the Eagles are just – Honestly, just too good in all phases of the game right now to be beat. Right. I, who I, knows? I, I'm with you, too. If but anybody, they got Mahomes. If anyone is to do it, exactly. Right. Patrick Mahomes can. I mean, the man needed 13 seconds. So if anyone is going to uh, unseat right. the Eagles, because I feel like they've been the wire-to-wire best team mm-hmm. in this league by far, like consistently. Right. Consistently and across all three phases of the game. But if anyone is going to take down, I think it's it, it would have to have have to be a, a Patrick Mahomes, young goat in the making. You got Travis Kelsey. You know, three Super Bowls in five years is right. nothing to sneeze at. No. So I think that if it's going to be it, it, it has to be the Chiefs. But I, I'm I'm rolling with Philly on this one. I'm rolling with Philly as well. Demond, where you rolling? Uzi, Meek Mill, all of those guys. Beanie Siegel. I'm I'm, I'm going with Philly. I'm <laughs> going with Philly. I'm rolling with Philly. Demond, where you rolling? Patrick Mahomes. I'm not betting against the goat. <laughs> Can't call him to go yet. Tom just Tom just left. Right. His seat ain't even cold yet. System quarterback, I said it. System. Wow. You're calling Jalen Hurts a system quarterback? I'm talking about Tom Brady. Oh, okay, okay. I get that. I get that. All but right. But when, when the system works, what's the complaint? Exactly. Winning cures everything. You you ain't lying. I, let let it be a system quarterback. I, or yeah, let him. Yeah, I like Carolina Panthers fans will love nothing more than a system right. quarterback if it's going to get them more than five to seven wins. No doubt about it. Well, Sheena, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's great catching up with you. And uh, don't don't uh, have too much fun this weekend because next year it's in Vegas. Oh, I go to sleep in Vegas. Y'all do too much. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all do too much in Vegas. Y'all do. Like, Vegas is just always leaving. I'm like, ain't nobody tired? Why aren't you sleepy? What is wrong with you? We don't believe in sleep in Vegas. Y'all look like Jesse on Saved by the Bill. I don't know if you're old enough to oh, remember yeah, that come episode. On, when she when she was taking those uh those pills so she could study. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. Excited. That's uh, how I feel in I'm Vegas. So I'm like scared. I always had a crush on Lisa Turtle. That was my girl. Oh, Lisa was fire. Lisa was fire. Uh, you ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to go. Thanks to Subaru in Las Vegas. Thanks to Spearman Rhino and Lindsay in the home studio. We appreciate you. This has been Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Row here in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll see you back in the home studios on Monday. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.